Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Wikipedia page for Manacled Mormon Case. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Varnado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. Here's the thing. This page is just such a crazy, weird story that I wanted to share it with everybody. Now, it's not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of crime. Is this a trigger warning? You know what? I guess it kind of is, although I hate that terminology. (laughs) You should have warned me before you said it. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to reading, shall we? Yes. Manacled Mormon Case The Manacled Mormon Case, also known as the Mormon Sex in Chains Case, was a case of reputed sexual assault and kidnap by an American woman, Joyce McKinney, of a young American Mormon missionary, Kirk Anderson, in England in 1977. Because McKinney and her accomplice skipped bail and fled to the United States before the case could be tried and were not extradited, they were never tried for these specific crimes. According to Anderson, he had been abducted by McKinney from the steps of a church meeting house, chained to a bed, and raped by her. Wow, we are jumping right in, aren't we? This is, they don't, they're not pulling any punches. This is crazy time. I didn't know anything about this article. Wow. After the case, McKinney absconded from the United Kingdom and was allowed to reside in the United States with a falsified passport. In 2008, 
it was learned that she made five clones of her pet pit bull in South Korea and was subsequently charged with plotting to have a teenager break into a house to raise funds for a prosthetic leg for her horse. In 2016, <laughs> she sued Errol Morris for making a documentary about her. Excuse wow. me. Excuse me. Did you say prosthetic leg for her horse? I did say that. Okay, I was just checking. Incident. A young Mormon missionary, Kirk Anderson, went missing on 14th of September, 1977 in Ewell, Cerny. He was allegedly abducted from the steps of a meeting house of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, by Keith May, 24, who had posed as an investigator into Mormonism using a fake handgun and chloroform. Three days later, a freed Anderson made a report to the police that he had been abducted, driven to Devon, and imprisoned against his will, chained to a bed in a cottage where Joyce Vernon McKinney, a former 1973 Miss Wyoming World, born 6th of August 1949, as Joy McKinney, had attempted to seduce and then raped him. Police set up a sting operation by having Anderson set up a 21st of September rendezvous with McKinney and May, leading to the two suspects being arrested. Wow. So... Here's the funny thing. His story really sounds like a fake story because he's like a Mormon and a young Mormon guy should not be running around having sex. But basically he was like saying, yeah, I was abducted by a former Miss Wyoming world (laughs) and she forced me to have sex with her. So that sounds like it could be BS, right? Yes. But as we know, people don't tend to false report. Yeah, I guess they don't. But boys do cry wolf sometimes. I know this wasn't one of those cases, but I'm just saying. Judicial proceedings. On September 19th, 1977, McKinney and her alleged conspirator, Keith May, were arrested and charged with kidnap and assault. They vigorously denied the charges while being taken to Epson for a court appearance. She held a note up at the window of the police vehicle saying, Kirk left with me willingly. At the committal hearing, McKinney stated of Anderson, I loved him so much that I would ski naked down Mount Everest in the nude with a carnation up my nose if he asked me to. Sure. (laughs) Press reports and McKinney's solicitor refer to the size differential between McKinney described as slightly built and Anderson described as substantially larger. Full citation needed. (laughs) Under the Sexual Offenses Act 1956, then in force in the United Kingdom, because the victim was male, no crime of rape had been committed, though indecent assault of a man did apply. McKinney and May jumped bail and absconded from the UK on the 12th of April, 1978. Their trial for kidnap had been due to begin on the 2nd of May. A judge at London's Central Criminal Court in June 1978 sentenced McKinney and May in absentia to a year in prison for skipping bail if their bail money, £1,000 each, was not paid to the court in forfeit. No extradition proceedings were instituted by Britain. On 18 July 1979, 
May and McKinney were both arrested in the United States by the FBI on charges of making false statements in order to obtain passports. They both received suspended sentences. These guys seem to be lucking out when it comes to the law. They really do. And Wiki listeners, you're about to luck out and hear a message that will help support us. Thanks, Wiki listeners, for listening to that message. Coverage in the media. The coverage in British newspapers in the final months of 1977 was extensive. Some newspapers sought to obtain scoops on the story and to undermine each other as they managed to obtain and publish exclusive information. For example, the Daily Mirror researched McKinney's past and reported over several days that she had been a nude model. The Daily Mail attempted to devalue the Mirror's reports by advertising itself as the paper without Joyce McKinney. Brian Whitaker has observed that the case provided light relief for the newspaper-reading public from more serious stories about politician. Roger Wilkes states that the coverage of the case cheered Britain up no end. That's pretty twisted that they're covering this light, that they're calling this light coverage, but... uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it is, but it was another time. <laughs> A Church of Scotland working party on obscenity in 1979 observed the gusto with which newspapers covered and followed the case observing the coverage was accompanied by the kind of illustration which a decade ago would have been under plain sealed cover. Ah, they're saying people started drawing naughty pictures. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, whoa, in my day. The coverage was extensive in part because the case was considered so anomalous involving as it did the issue of rape of a man by a woman backhouse and cohen reported in 1978 that many men privately expressed their disbelief of such a possibility the case was documented in joyce mckinney and the manacled mormon a book by anthony delano in 1978 who based his work on assembled daily mirror coverage later developments in 1984 McKinney was again the subject of police action for allegedly stalking Anderson at his workplace, though he was now married with children. Keith May, her co-conspirator, died in 2004. This is actually interesting because there's a movie, and it is like this really dark comedy movie, about a man who gets raped by a woman and then nobody believes him. And there's like a whole movie about this. And I wish I could remember the name, but I can't. But there is a film out there. It was like made in like the maybe the 80s, I think. Pretty interesting. Just weird stuff. This sounds like that story. I'm wondering if who knows. Who knows? In 2008, a story about a woman named Vernon McKinney appeared in the media after the woman had her pet dog cloned in South Korea. Journalists tied the two incidents together in articles identifying facial similarity between Vernon McKinney and Joyce Vernon McKinney. After initial denials, full citation needed, the International Herald Tribune and other publications carried an admission by McKinney that she was the person named in the 1977 case. They've been cloning dogs since 2008? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What? Well, wasn't like Dolly the sheep cloned in like the seventies or something? Yeah, but but I didn't know that you could commercially have your dog cloned. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. 
Yeah, it's absolutely a thing. It's expensive. I bet. It was subsequently reported that McKinney had been accused of telling a 15-year-old boy to break into a house in Tennessee so that she could buy a prosthetic leg for her horse. The events allegedly took place in 2008. She was charged with criminal conspiracy to commit aggravated burglary and contributing to the delinquency of a minor, but again jumped bail. The revival of interest in the story led the documentary filmmaker Errol Morris to produce a 2010 film tabloid based on the media sensation surrounding the story. The film gives extra details from press reports of the day and from participants in the story to the use of a possibly fake gun during Anderson's abduction and Anderson being tied up during his alleged rape by McKinney. The film also gave further details regarding McKinney's work as a call girl earning funds for her team's international adventure by offering bondage and S&M services around the time she became obsessed with Anderson. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, the plus side of her is that she's going for it. She's living her life. I mean, you don't want to live your life and hurt other people at the same time, but you do want to pursue your dreams. In January 2016, McKinney filed suit against Morris, claiming that she had been misrepresented in the film and that Morris and others related to the documentary's production had broken into her home, stolen personal items related to the case, and threatened the life of her service dog if McKinney did not sign release papers allowing them to use her footage for the film. Uh, That sounds unlikely. Illegal representatives for Morris stated that Evidence will show that McKinney McKinney willingly, in fact, eagerly participated in the lengthy interview that is featured in the film. Morris stated in an interview later that year that the charges had been dismissed as frivolous. Anderson is now a real estate agent and shies away from publicity. McKinney is reported to now use a wheelchair for mobility. At one point, she lived in Newland in the western North Carolina mountains, Full citation needed. More recently, she has lived as a homeless person in the San Fernando Valley region of Los Angeles. Wow. And she's still out there doing her stuff? We'll see. Vehicular manslaughter charge. In July 2019, the Los Angeles Police Department's Valley Traffic Division, VTD, named McKinney as the person involved in a fatal hit and run that took the life of of Gennady Belutsky, a 91-year-old Holocaust survivor. Wow. Jesus Christ. She is batting a thousand in the bad stuff that she's doing. Yep. Yep. The last sentence is crazy. The yep. incident took place in the North Hollywood neighborhood of Valley Village on Monday, 16th of June, 2019, at around 5.40 a.m., Belotsky was walking his dog at a crosswalk on Magnolia Boulevard and Wilkinson Avenue when he was struck by a white 2006 GMC pickup truck. The incident was captured by surveillance video from a nearby business. Stills from this video were released by police and locals identified the vehicle as belonging to a then unidentified homeless woman who had been the subject of frequent police reports. On the 21st of June, 2019, investigators followed a lead 
that the suspected vehicle was parked in the city of Burbank near the Burbank Airport. Investigators located McKinney, who appeared to be living in the vehicle, along with her three dogs. During the investigation, detectives learned that McKinney had outstanding warrants for battery and public nuisance from an unrelated investigation. McKinney was taken into custody for her pre-existing warrants and booked into Valley Jail Division in Van Nuys. McKinney's vehicle was impounded by VTD investigators and processed for evidence related to the fatal collision. On the 1st of July, 2019, the VTD presented their case to the Los Angeles County District Attorney and charged McKinney with assault with a deadly weapon other than a firearm, hit and run with injury, and vehicular manslaughter. A sentencing enhancement was proposed due to injury to a person over 70 years of age. McKinney remained in custody on the previous warrants under a combined bail of $137,500. If convicted, she faces up to a maximum of 11 years in state prison. McKinney was ordered to a psychiatric evaluation, and on the 11th of July, 2019, she was sent to the Los Angeles Court Division for mentally incompetent defendants. McKinney was taken to the Metropolitan State Hospital in Norwalk. In February 2020, a judge in Van Nuys ruled once again she was not competent. Her next hearing was scheduled for August 2020. Wow, getting uh, an incompetent ruling, like, that's difficult. So I was getting, like, an insanity plea. Like, that is all very difficult to do, and she did it. Well, I mean, she did a lot, so it's possible that she was just a person who was mentally ill from a very young age and just it got exasperated as Sounds she got like older. It. Yeah. Yep. Her original pictures I can see how she could have been like a Miss uh, Wyoming World or was it something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Wiki listeners, if you need resources, there will be some links in the show notes. This has been the Wikipedia page for Manacled Mormon Case. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, please let us know. We'll read it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.